0: This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. What's going on, everybody? My name is Justin Skaggs, and welcome to the WoodLacrosseSticks.com Woodshop. This is the Lacrosse Podcast, where we go ahead and take apart everything that happened last week, tell you what to look forward to, and today, we have Sergio Salcido here in the office to talk about uh, what it was like down to play in Syracuse, and we're going to go into his pro career a little bit. Uh, Let's get right into it here. The Roughnecks hold strong at home versus San Diego. Black Wolves knock off defending champs in their home opener. The Rock fall in the final seconds versus the Swarm. The Bandits beat the Warriors for the first win at home. Nighthawks celebrate the 25th season with a win in their season opener. We're gonna get into more of that with Rich, my uh, my co-host, in the weekly recap. But before we do, let's go and uh, thank our sponsor, STX. This episode of the Lacrosse Podcast is brought to you by STX and their show, The Season 19. The season is back. Get an exclusive all-access look at two of the top college programs in lacrosse this February. We're going to go ahead and follow the Florida Gators women and they're going to follow Cornell University Big Red and uh, pretty much map out their quest for the NCAA championship. Season 19 is going to be coming out to you guys when lacrosse season starts, so make sure you guys check into that and uh, follow STX and everything they're doing at at STX on Instagram. I am joined by my co host, as I am every week, for the weekly recap. Rich, what's going on, man? I'm alive, people. Yeah, if you guys listened last week, this dude was like patient zero. You were really gross. Well,
1: you know, the zombie apocalypse has to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, you spit up some like weird little like mutant creatures. So if we're going with the Halloween theme of zombies, you were spitting up like little goblins. Those things were nasty. They were gross. But. You are back, you are healthy, it only took you about a week and a half to spring back with your youthful 30-year-old body. Yeah, well, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah, bounce right back. Good genes. All right, we, uh, let's get into it. We have, uh, New England versus Saskatchewan. Didn't go so well for Saskatchewan, but, uh, I did think Crawford came out.
1: Oh, yeah, Crawford did well. Um, yeah, it, did, it didn't turn out too well for the returning champs. Nope. Uh, it, it didn't really seem like they were getting their rhythm going. Uh, the Black Wolves were just, it just seemed like they were clicking the whole time, uh, there were some pretty wild goals. Oh, dude, let's talk about the uh,
0: the goal on transition when they pulled the goalie. Okay, so
1: and it was pretty early on in the game, which confused me about why they did it. But I mean, they were they were well statistically,
0: to, there's an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah they they
1: argument, were trying to buddy. they were trying to put an extra man on. They pulled their goalie, and in transition, um, the the, the Saskatchewan forward gets smashed.
0: Yep. I mean, smash. It might have been the biggest hit of the. Of I was because
1: man, if you know me, you know I love hitting. This is why you know Rambo's. After my heart, we'll, we'll get to that later. But I mean, he got yeah. smashed, coughs the ball up, and and the Black Wolves just just toss in a, a, a open netter, and it feels like that was kind of that was kind of the that way the game mood. was going to go. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, they were just getting. That was an unfortunate
0: game, but it was also it was also you know uh, it was also a home opener. So we actually uh, there's really not anything to say in significance of it, but we've now seen every team play. Yeah, everybody had their home opener. Everyone's everyone's done now. So. You know, there's really it, it, the the rush can come back and be a completely different team. Yeah, absolutely. And and New England's just been sitting in the gate waiting to come out, so it, it, it may not be a, a very meaningful uh, win. But it was it was still 11-2. I mean, they creeped back pretty heavily.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did. They did make a comeback. So
0: that, all uh, right, Georgia versus Toronto. Uh, it, there's not a lot to say other than Georgia's still proving themselves very very confident.
1: Yeah, this game was uh, probably the best game we've seen so far. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I feel like the the competition. I mean, they they basically went goal for goal the whole game. It was another
0: eleven twelve game. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it was there. There was two very very close games to start yeah. off this. But I
1: mean, this, this one. one like there there were no real runs. It was literally goal for goal until the very end. I mean, Trevor showed up. Lyle Thompson had this Lyle Thompson. pretty ridiculous like dude. The 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 leaping uh, across the crease goal last uh, last week's goal, I felt like may have been one of the wildest goals where he got completely horizontal, nearly like. Heels overhead diving across the crease, but this time he just like aired it out and then kind of just like flicked it backside. I don't know.
0: He's fine. Right, you know, it. I got I a gotta thing. So, for anyone who's watching this on uh, YouTube and not on podcasting, mean, we're going to actually show this goal. So, if you guys want to check it out, go to laxallstars.com. We're going to show this goal. We're going to see if any goal next week beats this one.
1: Okay. All right. All right? right? Yeah. And uh, who,
0: who did the uh, the off the wall goal? Uh, it was Buffalo last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who was that? That might win. Was It was
1: Hogart. No. It was Hogart. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That might win, just because I don't know. He had, it? he had two, didn't he? He had two. I don't. It no, was, I don't, I don't think he did me. the
1: first one. Oh, he might have. Either way, I, I don't know, man. That that bounce off the backboard goals is, is in my heart. Oh, All right, man. we're
0: gonna put those two up. Those are gonna be the, my two top goals for the year so far. Okay. And we're gonna go each week and see if that if that if that wins. So okay. if you guys want to enter in for uh you know we'll do a giveaway. We'll do a T shirt, do do a T shirt and a hat. Boom, done. Go to laxallstars.com. What? I'm just throwing t-shirts and hats around. Hey, here. Cool. I'm, I, I, I got to make them so watch it. Yeah, you do. Um, all right, so cool. I, I got to say, yeah, he definitely went horizontal. It was a complete yeah, it was freak wrong. show of a goal, and he, it, it was one of four. Yeah, he's he's, he's, the, he's absolutely crushing it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we can move on. George Toronto. By the way, I did a fantastic job. Oh, it was, it was a great. great game. It was a great game. Yeah, Toronto but, showed up. It was great. Yeah, but the the swarm uh, are, are dominating the beginning of this season. Yeah. Oh wait, let me say. You clap. Alright,
1: so so this is and I don't know if anybody saw this clip, but uh, Tom Schreiber was out doing a shoot around warming up and he kinda does this, you know, like the this ground ball, you know, it's just like he's going to scoop it up and he's facing away from the goal and he just does a scoop and flick and flicks it up over his shoulder and turns around and just like catches it in his stick like ready to shoot. And it was it was just the coolest it was just the coolest swaggerful thing I've seen in like forever.
0: All right, we're gonna do a second competition on the most swagger thing. Oh yes, the most we're swagger with that. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. It was great though, I man. Yeah. got stick skills. All right, so uh, Vancouver, Buffalo. Uh, this was this was a game that kind of started off telling its tale, man. Because Buffalo really came out in the in the initial run.
1: Yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo was. I mean, they got ahead, and and Vancouver just couldn't catch up. Uh, they. It seemed like almost everybody got on the board, but uh Josh Byron had some uh, some some pretty flashy goals. Our man Ian McKay got on the board a couple times. Yeah, I saw that he got actually two- deuces. Actually I think in my opinion he had he had the best goal with the, uh, there was like a um, a rebound like loose ball scoop around the world behind the back kind of shot that he just like buried, which was pretty great. In like a my young Fogo on transitions out there t- putting t- up some points. I'm telling you, man, that was a great goal. And then he had one that that was almost like a sort of a break where he just like you know nails it uh the offside top corner. And yeah, he was, he went off.
0: Yeah, and on the Vancouver side, there was some people that showed up. Jones oh, yeah. came in with a hat trick, oh, and yeah. I mean it it did. It it wasn't close, but I mean. In in the second, it was it was eight one. There there was eight eight goals towards Buffalo, uh, towards Vancouver's single. The first uh, first quarter was definitely very, very close. Fourth close, third close, and it was just it was just the second. Yeah, they once they got they won the game. Yeah, they
1: they couldn't. uh, Vancouver just
0: couldn't come back. And that's fine. You know, like I said, it's still very early. Uh, Let's talk about the seals. And it it, recap here. All right, the. the Calgary Roughnecks won, but that's not really what I was watching. Del Bianco yeah. absolutely became a wall. You know, like it's
1: it, sports in general are hard, but that oh, must dude, be please, no. Can no, we make t
0: shirts. Sports in general are hard. Sports in general are hard. Yes, <laughs> that's why we talk about it. Yeah, yeah. No, but I hard.
1: mean, could you imagine like nine hundred a plus nine hundred save percentage? These are pro athletes and nothing they're doing is mattering. Like, can you imagine getting on the floor and nothing you do is mattering.
0: Nothing matters. Nothing. Like, if you're someone saving that many, that that yeah, kind of rep- it, Yeah, so it was, it was numbers, more game, actually a little bit of a and you know I'm I'm pretty lazy in general. It was uh, fifty one shots on goal and forty six saves. Yes. I haven't been that competent in anything I've ever done. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's.
1: I mean, you know, and as a as a former goalie, that just that just tickles me. I, I love I love seeing a gr- a great goalie shut down a game.
0: Yeah, it but gets. that was. It, it, it's funny when you start watching a game and you end up watching a player. Yeah, which honestly, the the Georgia game at that point in time, I was watching. I was watching Thompson. Yeah, but that's is that It is different. That's this is What play, happens when you watch? Yeah, regular. but you're only putting up four of twelve. I mean, this guy literally stopped, and I quote. 46 out of 51 shots. I mean, even if it
1: was out of more than 51 shots, 46 saves is wild.
0: It's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was the best part. But, yeah, San Diego fell on that. Um, new team. It, uh, I'm not surprised. But, uh... I mean, that, right. yeah, I
1: don't know how you're going to win if, if you can't get anything <laughs> fast. I don't even... Yeah, that's not even... I don't think that's on San Diego, honestly. That's just... What are you going to do?
0: That's just an on Del showing up and eating his Wheaties. Yeah. All right, uh... We got a bummer. Uh... The Nighthawks came into town, and uh, or actually, they didn't. We went over there and we took a whoopin'.
1: A whoopin' is a term for it, but what I'll say is we lost, but- could to been 9-3. Yeah, but see, a whooping, in my opinion, would be like when, when Rambo is like rushing you it was plowing you into the ground, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, all I'm saying is- I know what you really can, like...
0: can I take a stab at him? You could take a stab. Rich, I think, has taken this position, and I've known the man for a long time, so I think I can speak on it. And he's smiling. Um, I don't think he cares if we get a lot of Ws, as long as we're the most violent team in the league. Listen, we're a new, we're, we're,
1: let's, we're saying we're a new team, okay? This is our first year back. We're not expecting to go to the championship. We need to establish ourselves as a team. We got plenty, we got plenty of time, franchise, you know, history coming up soon. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I like that the bullies are on Broad Street. I, I really like
0: that, that when you play us, you better, you better come hard. Yeah, that's fine, man. You know what I like? I like anyone with reasonable standards. We can meet that. Yeah, sure. Just keep kicking the crap out of everybody. Yeah, to buy some tickets. Yeah, it's just like. I, I bet we're angry though. All so right. you might have won, but but I bet you we hit you though. No, and they did win. They did win pretty definitively, actually. So uh, again, it was a uh, it was a nine to thirteen, and um, in the in the first, uh, Rochester had five unanswered goals. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's which, really where we lost it. No, that's mathematically exactly yeah. where we lost it. Like there, that that was the spread at the end of the game. We answered they everything got else. Run. Yeah, it was. I mean, and it was a quick run. Yeah, too. they got on it quick, uh, and, and that is fine. Again, you know, you're talking about a bunch of fresh, fresh dudes running out on a fresh team. That is the kind of thing that would happen. It, it, yeah,
1: I mean, honestly, though, well, after, when when watching this game, I'm not sure if if we're having issues with def, with defense or if it's just goaltending. But man, there there were there were a couple instances where I felt like. The, some of the shots either shouldn't have gotten through or shouldn't have gotten off.
0: Well, let me take a look here, real quick. Uh, it looks like the shots on goals were actually pretty relevant, uh, to one another or relative to one another, rather. Uh, yeah, you had 59 on Philly and 52 on Rochester. It's not that big of a deal. Well, we the- cut our penalty minutes way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we just didn't sink as many straight up. That run in the beginning, if you want to point to something right there, I mean, th- I'm looking well, at the Well, I mean, that's, that's what I mean about the
1: run in the beginning. It,
0: it, it shouldn't have happened in oh. my opinion like i don't oh, good
1: point. i don't think five <laughs> goals i no. don't think i don't think it's as no. much about offense as should they have scored five goals that quickly or should you be able to score five goals i don't think the offense should have been able to score five goals that quickly even in a in a in a rebuttal to that you know
0: yeah i got you i like, guess like, that's that's a lot of goals to
1: have to come back from in the first couple minutes of a game yeah they
0: ate them they yeah. definitely yeah. ate them but it's fine hey you know you got a really happy richard uh, just because you guys keep hitting people, man. So there were keep some good up. hits.
1: There were some good hits. Wait, oh, I do I we
0: come it. home next week? Hey, you know what? Speaking of which, that's a good transition. We'll actually get right back to you guys with uh, the games for the week coming up, and I think Philly comes home. I think we do too. Woo-hoo. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was wrong. Actually, we're we're in Toronto, but yeah, I heard the schedule, Rich.
1: All right. So on the fourth, we have uh, the boys from Broad Street, Philadelphia, going up to Toronto to take on the Rock. Uh, And that is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On the 5th, Vancouver takes on Georgia at 7.05 Eastern. Uh, And again on the 5th, uh, Rochester and Buffalo go head-to-head at 7.30. Also on the 5th, at at, at 8.30, uh, Saskatchewan is taking on San Diego. And the 6th finishes up the weekend at a 3 p.m. game, Calgary versus Colorado.
0: And, uh... You know, it is actually, it's still a little too early for any of this to mean anything, but we might as well hit people with some standings. Yeah, you might as well. All right, Eastern Division Division from top to bottom is Georgia, Rochester, Buffalo, Toronto, New England, and uh, Rich Snow's pick for uh, Team of the Year, Philadelphia.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a factual pick. I don't understand.
0: Uh, they don't. They don't rate anybody just on punches to the head. No. Uh, Western Division. Not yet. We have Calgary, San Diego, Vancouver, Saskatchewan, and Colorado. Uh, and, you know, it, again, we had a really weird opening week, so none of this really matters. But yeah. in a couple weeks, this will be important. And let's get, uh, let's get into our guest without further ado. Rich, who we got here today?
1: Oh, man. The man, the myth, the legend. We got Sergio Salcido. Salcido! With let's get in it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have Sergio Salcido in the studio. Sergio, thank you for being here with us.
2: Guys, thanks for having me.
1: No problem, no problem. man. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, from Florida, playing in Florida, I know the weather up here isn't uh, isn't as nice. I mean, playing in Syracuse must have been a, a pretty stark transition. But uh, what's what's the Florida Florida scene? Uh, the Florida lacrosse scene like?
2: Uh, it's great. You know, it's growing. Sports growing rapidly, um, and obviously now compared to you know when I was in high school, you're seeing a lot of guys. Committing at the Division 1, 2, and 3 level um, and getting recognition, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, you got some so. serious talent coming
0: out of the, the, the Sunshine... No, it's not the Sunshine State, but you got a lot What of is sunshine. Florida? The it's Orange State? state? It's the
2: State? It's the Sunshine State. Well, all right, yeah. yeah! Hold on, I got a connection. He's from Florida and he played for the Oranges. Yes. Has anyone ever dropped that on you? I'm from Orange County, Florida. It's <laughs> the county I live in, and it's, our uh, license plate has oranges on him. So I Dude, guess it was, well so. it was meant to be. pretty well focused. It was meant to be. So
0: back in the day, you actually uh, you walked on to Syracuse yeah what is that like because let's let's be fair there's a lot of lacrosse players who are never going to get to that echelon of play and that's fine you know there's lacrosse for everybody we were talking here there's like eight different versions of the game you got box international field but like how did that happen did you know you were going to do that or you just got there and you thought you'd take a stab at it what was the deal uh,
2: I my my mom's from upstate New York uh, I wanted to go to Syracuse since I was in the second grade going into the third grade I caught a game over at the Carrier Dome when I was uh I think in second grade, or maybe the spring of my third grade year, um, and was hooked instantly. Um, all the guys back home that I grew up learning from talked about how they were the top program, the premier program, the, you know, if you're going to play, they're the best, and uh, I set my goals at a young age to make that happen. Um, went through the recruiting process in high school, had a few offers from other Division One schools. And, you mind me asking who? Is that a uh, thing? Oh, is that sensitive? No, no. So University of University of Maryland, I was I was considering through Jake Bernhardt and Wait, hold on. Bernhardt brothers and Yeah, and, I got I got a sec. I got to pause here.
0: Kay. So you had um, you had an offer from University of Maryland. You decided to walk on to
2: Syracuse. Uh, They're they going to probably give me a roster spot, uh, which is similar to what Syracuse was going to do. Um, but I I just I love Syracuse and uh, the the opportunity, the atmosphere, and the competitive atmosphere. Um, that's yeah. wild, man. That's got to be like It's the Orange Connection.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I dig the Orange Connection, but like at yeah. that point in time, that had to have just been like a really tense, like baked chicken dinner with your family, where everyone's like, "But I mean, that's yeah, that's a serious program to just
1: decide to walk onto."
2: Right. Um, you know, I, I was lucky for the opportunity, and uh, you know, it was coming out of the wire with me with recruiting, and you know, Southbury Division three school was looking at me pretty hard, um, pretty early. Um, but you know, I just. I figured if I was going to do it, I'd rather take the risk and, you know, give it my all. And if it doesn't work out, you've got plenty of opportunities ahead of you being young. So, uh, you know, I went up there, walked on, and, and lucky enough, uh, you know, worked out. Okay, so last question on this subject. And again, it's just an interesting situation,
0: you know what I mean? Um, you get a lot of players from around the world who want to play for these schools. How do you even – do you go talk to, like, the athletic director and you're like, hey, you know – I did have these offers. Do you mind if I come to a practice? Like, what is that even, what is that? Uh, it seems so foreign of a concept to me to even, to just like, walk the, to walk yeah. yeah, so I... Uh,
2: hey, how's it going? You know, I had gone to the Syracuse lacrosse camps, uh, eighth grade, um, my sophomore year of high school, um, and I communicated with the coaches, you know, going into my, you know, after September 1st of my junior year about the opportunity, and, you know, had called them and sent them emails and film, and, you know, I was kind of on the bubble of, they thought, my size and my brand of lacrosse would suit what they were looking for in a recruit. Um, the coaches knew how bad I wanted to make it happen, and they said, "Hey, look, you know if you can get into the school and you can get up here, we'll give you an opportunity. Um, you know, there's a tryout process. Um, you know, we think if you if you get in, and you show up, you'll be fine. You'll you'll, you'll get you'll get through it, and, and you'll make the team. Uh, but you're going to earn everything from there. Um, so I took them up on the opportunity and. Ran with it since. That's
1: awesome. So you say, um, you said you you uh you were going to Syracuse-based camps, uh, I mean since you were younger, uh, so you had a little bit of a relationship with, I guess, the staff, uh, before before that time even. I guess that's also a good thing. If if any of these colleges you're interested in going to are putting on camps, maybe check them out.
0: Yeah, especially with the new recruiting rules, I guess there's really not another way to get in front of them unless you're in like an elite program like right. like Duke's nationals or something where they take kids from all over the country and then just yeah. I mean, I know you're not supposed to talk to any of these young guys, but there's, there's you know, I, I'm not gonna throw any shade at anybody. There's always going to be a way to find young talent, and right. you know that's a good way to put yourself out there. So walk us through the rest of your career, and maybe just a, a short, you know, right? Yeah. So version.
2: I um, you know, I get to Syracuse. I walked on. I made the team. I you know, I got a locker. I got a number. Um, we went through about a week. Uh, and a half where they bring the freshmen, sophomores in to acclimate them to the drills. So when the seniors come in for the first day of practice, you're not, you know, dra- like dra- dragging behind yeah. the group um, and holding up, you know, anything at all. Um, I tore my ACL the first day of practice when the seniors came in, probably 45 minutes into practice in a uh, broken situation, uh, transition drill. Um, just try to split dodge tore my ACL. Um, and it's a it's, damn cold weather, man. ACL, yeah. It froze, it froze, you know, it. I, was,
1: I was gonna ask about the ACL injuries. You, so you came back from an ACL injury and or ACL tear, right? Yeah. It was a tear. Yeah. That's that is crazy. What is what is that road like from a from a tear back to? I mean, competing at an elite level again.
2: Uh, you know it was tough. So you, you tear ACL. You've you've got to do the prehab, which is the strengthening process prior to getting surgery. You know, you've got to pick your surgeon. Um, you know, what graft you want to use, whether it's a cadaver or hamstring or Mm. patella. I chose patella. It's the longer recovery period, but quoted to be the strongest um, of the three. Um, So I had the surgery um, in September of my freshman year. um, And about six months later, six and a half months later, I was cleared to, to return to practice. So final four, prior to the quarterfinals, I started practicing with the team. Just getting back into the scout group a little bit, getting comfortable. Um, obviously, I had a red shirt due to the, due to missing the year with the injury. Uh, came back a year later wearing a brace. Wore the brace for a year. So Wait, that's year two or three now. Two. So this is my sophomore season now. Um, so I guess red shirt, red shirt freshman technically because I red that's shirt. A really sad phrase. Yeah. Let's just let's just <laughs> let's just mellow on that for a second. Like. I'm a
0: red shirt freshman. That sucks, dude. Yeah, it was well, tough. good for you for getting through it. And my knee hurts from your story. <laughs> like I just have this phantom torn ACL now, and I keep imagining like a dead dude's cadaver. I mean, I mildly tore my quad, and
1: and I I took off, and I was like, I don't know
0: if I'm gonna play again. <laughs> man, I sprained my thumb, and I took off. <laughs> well, that's rocking, man. And <clears throat> you know, it's it's interesting. And also, uh, we had we had Jake in here um, not too long ago, and coming from areas where lacrosse isn't a hotbed and competing up in the northeast and especially you know a couple of years ago even it's just a completely different game and you know i've been down to florida to just bring my wooden lacrosse sticks there and just hang out and do tournaments and it's remarkable how good the talent is now at a youth level versus what it was 10 years ago
2: yeah it's it's pretty cool to see you know i think Social media obviously does wonders for kids. Now they've got access to videos, film, you know, highlights, tutorials on how to play the game, taught by some of the game's you know biggest names. Um, so you know it's pretty cool to see how the sports come so far over the years. You know when I grew up playing, you know even Jake probably said a lot of the same. Um, you know back in Florida there wasn't a lot of resources, a lot of coaching. You yeah. kind of had to get out of the state to develop your game. Now you can find ways to develop your game within the state through camps, clinics, tournaments, you know, etc. Um, and there's a lot more coaches that are starting to come down into the you know the non-traditional hotbeds looking for talent. Um, right. So I think just that in itself opens the window, opens the door for kids to to learn and develop their games, you know, outside of being a Florida lacrosse player or a non-traditional hotbed. And uh, and player. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. You have uh, you have some of your own camps going the, uh, the SS48. Uh, yeah, so we started a brand. A uh, partner of mine, actually, we, we started crown lacrosse athletes. Uh, Dylan Maltz went to the University of Maryland, uh, won a national championship in 2017 uh, alongside Rambo and Heacock. He was the, the, the third attackman there uh, that year. Uh, we started a, a company that does lacrosse camps and clinics. And we provide feedback. Basically, we grade players every camp so then they can leave not only with the experience but with you know additional personalized feedback on what their game needs and how they can get better at it and um do you uh is that like a traveling camp or are you are you based in a certain area uh so we're nationwide and internationally uh we are in norway in oh, september we'll, we'll be heading to japan oh, at the end of january doing yeah big things okay yeah, yeah. cross
0: right. will send you around the world as long as you you're just you're just I, patient I, listen, you got a good mission that's, that's, how that's how you what really it is, the game. is you know, as long you're really as you're there <laughs> doing something like like that actually holds value especially right now in 2018 and moving forward I mean I got to go to Israel and I just sent sticks off to Hong Kong you're going to Japan as long as you're coming and you're showing up and you're offering them something that grows their game absolutely I mean that's that's a that's a plane ticket anywhere yeah
2: yeah that's awesome
0: how do you even get the word out over there like that's that's curious so like let's talk about uh, Japan okay just in a little microcosm so Anybody who wants to bring their lacrosse brand or their lacrosse game to Japan, what is
2: the avenue that they, they would go down? Do you contact the national headquarters? Is there, what, who's there? Right. So for us, there's a federation over there. Uh, a lot of international uh, countries have federations. Are they attached to the FIO? Uh, I believe so. Um, so we had actually connected with a goalie who is from Japan, plays for the Denver Outlaws, Kai, uh, oh, yeah, did, I did just see that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had connected uh, during the season um, out in Denver. Uh, and he was like, you guys, you know, you. I saw you and Dylan are doing camps and clinics. You know, you should try to get over to Japan. There's, you know, a lot of guys asking for it, a lot of guys playing, a lot of guys interested in learning and, and growing their game and developing their games. You know, it'd be a perfect fit for you guys. So we've been at it for the last nine months, um, you know, scheduling, booking, Figuring out the logistics, making sure we can hit the registrant numbers we need to hit to make it feasible. Sure. Yeah. Um, and marketing the event. Unfortunately enough, now it's we 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 booked our flights two weeks ago and did the visa application process. Our it visas, gets real when you book a flight, right? I right? mean, yeah. the yeah.
0: visas—that's
1: when it really gets
0: real. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're that's going. That's great. So, yeah. well,
2: that's—I uh, mean, this is Lacrosse All
0: Stars podcast. So, anything that you do to grow the game is quite literally the slogan. <laughs> of this company yeah. so so props to you well hey man i appreciate you coming in and uh good luck in everything you're doing and uh you know while you're here at the wood Cross sticks Woodshop, you're going to make a twig yeah. so i would be uh absolutely honored if you caught us some pictures in japan with it
2: absolutely would um, love to yeah. i appreciate oh, you
0: Cool. Alright guys, well I want to take a moment and thank our editor Joe Snow and uh, Frank Stanley from track 13 for all of the music used in this podcast also our sponsor STX just for generally being awesome and um, you know our special guest today and check back next week when we have another weekly recap and another guest for you guys to, uh, to communicate with. If you ever want to hit us up with questions Just go ahead and DM us at WoodLaxSticks or at LaxAllStars. Till next time, guys. I'm Justin Skaggs. And I'm Rich Snow. And? Sergio Salcido. Yeah, Yeah, you can There we go, Serge. Take care. Keep laxing.